Hello, I'm your host Jay Burnley and welcome to the Liverpool Comedy Quota, the only EU ratified comedy podcast in the UK, giving you 100% of your laughs, giggles and titters through the fortnight. And with the recent sad news of celebrity deaths of Elizabeth Taylor and Fred Titmus, the Comedy Quota started to become worried about its diagnosis of mild pneumonia and the fact that people always say these things come in threes. Luckily, friends pointed out that A, the quota wasn't a celebrity, B, it's probably man flu, and C, at least half man half biscuit would get some much deserved airplay. The Liverpool Comedy Quota, betting on itself in the Fantasy Celebrity Death League. But before we plan for an early surprise 86th birthday party for Margaret Thatcher, here is your quota of news. Hello, I'm Nino Nino, and this is your quota of news. 35 years after the Athena tennis girl scratching her bum poster was first published, the woman in question, Fiona Walker, is helping to launch the Court on Camera exhibition at Birmingham's Barber Institute of Fine Art. When asked if she was prepared to recreate the pose, she said that people had had their fill of tired old asses after seeing Ken Clark fall asleep during the budget. This year's cheese rolling festival in Gloucestershire has been cancelled after organisers were forced into introducing an entrance fee to try and alleviate crowd safety fears. In a brief, kafili worded statement that although they come and bear to pull the event, they would be damned if they didn't protect the public, even though introducing the charges meant that the attendance has gone downhill ever since. And finally, there is no truth in the rumour that England manager Fabio Capello is picking the captaincy based on the system implemented by John Terry, where all of the candidates throw their car keys into a bowl. I'm Nino Nino, and that was your quota of news. Thank you, Nino. Coming up in this edition of the Comedy Quota, we'll have 30% Simon Green. I'm getting sweaty now, I'm getting, I'm getting more nervous. 15% Comedy Forecast and 35% Steve Griffin. So I'd stand on the chair and go... <laughs> and with 10% of the news already done, we obviously don't know how to count. Next up, we've got Simon Greening, uh, who normally uh, you'll find on the weekend breakfast shows on Radio City, but also now uh, he's taken Neil Fitzmaurice's slot on the drive time. Uh, but what some people don't know is that he's also going to be doing some stand-up comedy. Um, he's never done it before, um, so we thought we'd get him in and see how he's doing. Uh, so joining me in the bunker uh, is Simon Greening, who's going to be doing something a little bit uh, funnier than usual than uh, presenting uh, <laughs> Drive Time. We on... hope. <laughs> this is all we hope at the moment. For the listeners, do you want to yeah. explain what you may be doing? Uh, well, basically, on? what I've been challenged to do is to just before the Liverpool Comedy Festival at the end of April kind of kicks in and there's people who are paid to do it for real and it's their jobs and they are incredibly funny, come to Liverpool to perform. I think it's the the day before the the, the opening night of the festival. I've been challenged to do some stand-up. A brave man indeed. Uh, Yes, it's a short short stint. Um, I remember when I I was kind of, uh, when I was asked and my, my gut reaction was... Not in a million years, <laughs> because it's something I have. I've always kind of thought about. Because obviously, I, I kind of write sketches every now and again for the show, and I've always, yeah. you know, always been very, very close to, to comedy. I've got so many kind of comedy films and stand-up DVDs and all that kind of stuff. And it's always something that I've thought if I ever got the opportunity, it would push me so far out of my comfort zone. It would mm. be un, un, unreal. Because as I say, it's it's probably the thing that scares me the most. But as I was walking home that night and they kind of gave me, so we need to know in like 24 hours, I kind of thought, do you know what? Let's Why not? Do, let's do it. Yeah. Go, go on. So have you, have you, is, it like, is it like doing a dissertation uh, at university? Have you, are you going to leave it to the last moment before you write all your stuff? You're going to go, inspiration just comes, and that's it. You'll be well, funny weird, on stage. The weird thing is, every now and again, I'll, I'll think of something, and think, oh, I could work that into something maybe. You see, the thing is, I don't really know what my style will be or mm. what kind of 
Because I'm already calling myself a stand-up comedian. <laughs> what kind of stand-up comedian? I need to find my voice. <laughs> exactly. So obviously we're, we're still about three or four weeks away um, and nothing really has been written down on paper yet. So it is going to be like a dissertation <laughs> in that man. respect where we'll, we'll get closer and closer and then it'll be sudden phone calls, people saying, give me some advice on performing. <laughs> so uh, do you know where you're going to go with this yet? Do you know, have you got a, a sort of a kernel of an idea of, of <laughs> well they always I'm say worried for you now I'm really worried for you well they always say don't they you should you should you, should, you know talk about what you you know what you know yeah so I was thinking of kind of doing you know weirdly I've been told I've got about six and a half minutes to do so I'm kind of thinking you know some stuff about me and obviously me What's accepting to do this yep. few bits about radio because I've got some kind of some kind of stories to tell who knows whether they're funny or not I think they are and <laughs> um, and what I'm actually what I would love to do is but again I'm, considering I've only got a month to kind of learn how to do the stand-up bit the person I can always remember being one of the the first kind of comedians that I remember absolutely loving was Victoria Wood Oh, yeah. Uh, with as seen on TV from the kind of like mid to late 80s. <laughs> loved it. Absolutely loved it. And the thing I, I particularly loved and have done some of was the comedy song idea because I've yeah. done a few kind of parody songs while I've been here at Radio City. Um, obviously, she would write original songs, but I've got a good idea for a topic for a song. But the question is, in a month, as well as learning stand-up, can I learn to play an instrument and potentially do that as well? I said brave before. Now I'm, now I'm thinking... <laughs> Mental. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I can't learn an instrument as well, I've got a few people I know who potentially... Hold on. If could, I can't I could... learn an instrument in three weeks as well as learning stand-up. As well as learning stand-up. I've got somebody who... Uh, a few people who I think potentially could be coaxed onto the side of the stage <laughs> so I can, I can sing along badly because i can't sing either sing along badly to uh, to something that i've written because I, I think it'd be it would be considering that's what i i say that was the kind of my, my kind of root into loving comedy that would be great to do just uh, at the end kind of like 90 second two minute song as i say i've got a great subject matter that i think would really get people going but as i say it's, so i've got to write that i've got to learn how to do stand i've got to write the rest of my routine and learn an instrument not much <laughs> in a month Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so you talked about Victoria Wood before. Uh, have you got any other in- inspirational kind of people that you've, you see in comedy that you, you would model yourself on? Just in case anybody wants to come along and yeah. go, oh, he's like Richard Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. Um, I, I, again, R- Victoria Wood was always the, the one that kind of I, re- I can specifically remember. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed Ricky Gervais' stand-up stuff because it was a, a, a come from, seems to come from a different place, a very different style to, yeah. you know, considering comedians can usually be kind of put into into various boxes. Uh, but probably over the last few years, person Michael McIntyre, really, yeah. really like. Uh, and probably my favourite newish comedian, Sarah Millican, who I absolutely adore. Again, you know, uh, probably some kind of cry to Victoria Wood days, yeah. you know, because, you know, it's... It, female comedians don't break through uh, you know to the same extent as obviously as as kind of male comedians but she's someone that's doing that kind of quirky observational very very kind of lifestyle <laughs> exactly all those kind of things and then the, the the great thing she did about uh how do you put on your bra do you do you pass at the front do you pass at the back or do you get into it and twist and kind of twizzle it around it's just that you know very victoria wood-esque in, in just bits of your life I'm, I'm getting sweating now i'm getting, I'm getting more nervous you've made this even worse now i i, I just want to bring you in and sort of yeah. go, oh, no, it's, it's no, dead easy. It's and good, stuff though, like that. because no, having, this, having this chat now will actually really Spur kick up the, uh, the bum that I need to, to kind of do some more stuff. Well, we hope that you do really well. Um, <laughs> will you be publicising it on your own radio show? Yeah, going to be when, mentioning a, 
uh, on the show. So at the moment, I'm on uh, on driving the afternoon between three and seven. They're working me hard at the moment, three till seven. But oh yeah, I will be talking about it on the show. Hopefully, you know, some people from Radio City will be coming down to support yes, slash I'm, I'm sure take will. the mick. Uh, but no, <laughs> it, it, it'll be good fun. Uh, best of luck there, Simon. Thank you. So, uh, Simon Greening, um, hopefully, uh, if you can, try and get along and see him. Um, you can follow him on Twitter, at Simon Greening, and he'll give you more details about where he is, what, what he'll be doing, as he has and when he finds out. Uh, and now, next up, it's the Comedy Forecast, telling you what's on in Liverpool comedy-wise. Thursday, the 31st of March, at the Laughter House, MC Chris Cairns introduces Howard Reed, along with the guest comedian, and Andrew Watts. Uh, Howard Reed we've had on the show before. Little Howard's big questions, very, very funny. Um, Friday and Saturday, uh, 1st and 2nd of April, at the Slug and Lettuce, and at the Laughter House, the uh, MC for Slug and Lettuce is Steve Porter, and the MC for Laughter House is Chris Cairns, introducing Jeff Innocent, along with Howard Reed and Gliso Chapondra. Uh, also on the first Friday, the first Rawhide Pick and Mix, uh, The Green Room, uh, with Chris McCausland, Pete Price, uh, City Talks Pete Price, uh, Jamie Sutherland and Lindsay Germain. Um, the third Friday, the first and second again, this was at Rawhide, uh, the CUC. Tim Clark, Steve Shanyansky, never get that right, uh, Chris McCausland and Jonathan Mayer. On the first and second of April at Comedy Central, uh, you compare is Sully O'Sullivan with Paul Sin- Sinha, Ellis James and John Newton. 3rd of April at Comedy Central, down at Baby Blue again, Stand Up for Christchurch, a Quake comedy fundraiser. So that's something for the New Zealand earthquake uh, victims. Um, find out more on the website for uh, people who will be performing on that one. Uh, Tuesday the 5th, as always, is Rawhide Raw at Bar Bar, Maryland Street, um, where you'll see some of the best and worst of um, Liverpool comedians uh, in their own gong show. On the 6th, performing at the St George's Hall, uh, is Doug Stanhope. Uh, you might have seen him on Charlie Brooker's Screenwipe. Um, very outspoken. Make you can see him Thursday the 7th of April at Laughter House um, MC Steve Porter introduces Sully O'Sullivan along with Jamie Sutherland and a guest comedian Friday the 8th of April at the Blackwoods Room that's a new one that we mentioned last episode um, Blackwoods Room MC Chris Cairns introduces Silky along with Sean Percival and Matt Reed uh, for that weekend at the Slug and Lettuce, uh, the, the MC there is Chris Cairns, and the Slaughterhouse, uh, the MC is Neil Fitzmaurice. And the comedians that you can see there are Sean Percival along with Silky and Matt Reed again. Friday the 8th and 9th at Rawhide at the CUC is Sol Bernstein, Dave Twentyman, Nick Doody, and Brendan Riley, local lad. Uh, 9th of April. So that's just on the Saturday. Comedy Central has compare Phil Ellis, Jared Christmas, who you might remember from uh, the Comic Relief, Let's Dance, um, who did Madonna with an amazing leotard on. Um, I don't know which one he is, to be honest with you, after looking at that. Sam Gore and Dave Longley, Tuesday the 12th, Rawhide Raw again. And that pretty much sums up uh, the fortnight in comedy. Now it's time for our headline act. As evidenced by Rebecca Black's Friday song, music can be unintentionally funny. What's harder is to be intentionally funny, using music, with a topical edge, and with more energy than Sheen on Tiger Blood. Winning! Steve Gribbin has been doing this for nigh on 30 years, and is back this year at the Edinburgh Festival, Liverpool Comedy Festival, and the Laughter House, with three completely different one-man shows. But more importantly, he had enough time to pop into the comedy quota and say hello. Okay, joining me in the studio is Steve Cribbin, um, a local comedian who's been going for quite a while. Uh, nice to have you in, in on the show. Thanks for having us. Uh, and thanks for talking to us. Here in the bunker. We're in the bunker, everyone. <laughs> it's nothing dodgy. Colonel Gaddafi's over there, look. <laughs> Hello. It's, it sounds worse than it actually is. So for the people who at home who've, who've uh, not seen you do your stand-up routine or any, any stuff you've done, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into comedy and uh, where it all began, really. Right, okay. I, uh, I'm, I'm Steve Gribbin and I do topical political 
musical, satirical comedy. That's it in a nutshell. I started off in bands in Liverpool playing... Um, I was the bass player, and uh, then I graduated to lead singer, and then I started telling jokes in between the when everything went wrong, because we were all very young and we couldn't tune the guitars properly. <laughs> and uh, that's how I got into it, really. And then I wanted, I really wanted to be an actor, but um, I soon discovered I wasn't, uh, wasn't cut out for acting. <laughs> Still <laughs> any desires to go, go I'd go love to. Way. I mean, I, I've, done, I've done a couple of um, cameos and films and stuff, but not, you know... I did a film for Channel 4 a few years ago called Out of Order, mm. which, um, uh, you know, you can, you can probably get it in a car boot sale somewhere. But um, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to do it. bargain bin. Uh, yeah, Woolworths. Uh, oh, not anymore, though. Oh, they've gone. <laughs> Woolworths it's, have gone. It's supposed to be topical. What have yeah. done there? <laughs> Pick and mix. Um, yeah, so um, I'd, I'd love to have a go at it, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Is, is there a thing, uh, I always find that a lot of comedians have a... a, a quite a link to music a lot of time i know you do musical comedy anyway but is there a lot of them have been in bands i mean sam avery who, who we've had on the show before he's doing rock and doll and the comedy festival and it's about time he was in a band and ah that's interesting well um is that just one of those things that you, you go in a band and you've got that kind of exuberance to get up and do stand up and i think but then you know a lot of it is um is economic as well because if you're in a band and there's four or five of you um, it's just not, you know, you it don't gets get split basically. It gets split five ways. I mean, you know, and you have to carry all your gear up and, up and down the stairs. I've done that, you know, <laughs> carrying up and down the stairs, and you know, and it's uh, easier if there's just one of you and it's just a guitar. Exactly, and and you know, I mean, that's to be honest, that's why um, comedy has sort of swept the Edinburgh Festival because it's so cheap to put on one guy microphone, ordinary lights, not. Hardly any stage, bang. You well, know, you, you've obviously seen sort of like the ebbs and flows of comedy through yeah. the times. I mean, you were you were there in your in your previous uh, incarnations. You've you've worked with uh, Mary Whitehouse experience. I on, did. Yeah, on it was on the first two radio series of that, which was with, was great. Really enjoyable. With Punt and Dennis and uh, Bedil um, and Skinner. Bedil and, oh, uh, no, no, Bedil Bedil and Newman. Bedil and Newman. Uh, yeah, Rob. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, actually, um, on that first series that was Skint Video, Mark Thomas and Joe Brand, we ooh. were all on the first series. And so, so you were part of the the kind of the first boom, as it were, on TV. Yeah, wave. I think I and think actually I think of myself as the second wave because people there were people slightly before us like um, Alexi Sale, who, who's my all time comedy hero, the the man that sort of got me into comedy. Really, I saw him. Um, uh, well, I've seen him loads of times, but uh, it was just like a, the road to Damascus. I just couldn't believe that anyone <laughs> could be that angry on stage. So, yeah, he's the man that sort of got me into comedy, really. I mean, other than that, um, my favourite comedy heroes, somebody like Les Dawson, I used to love. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Les Dawson. I'm, I'm um, a big fan of Northern comedy in, yeah, in general. Yeah, but, but he's just, I think um, he's unfairly categorised as one of those sort of... Um, the old school. The kind. old school, which he was, but... If you listen to his monologues, his, his love of language and his use of words is absolutely fantastic. Incredibly verbose. It's yeah. words that I don't know yeah. still. To yeah, day. well, he told one of my all-time favourite jokes about the woman who lay down on the waterbed and there was a fire. She said, ladies and gentlemen, she lay down on the waterbed and the flames were licking the walls around her and sadly, she was poached to death. <laughs> <laughs> poached to death. <laughs> do, you, do, you miss, do you miss that kind of gag? I know it's come back a little bit now. Do you miss that? Oh, I'm, I'm a big gag? fan of old-fashioned gags. I mean, I, I tell a few, you know, I, I, not in, uh, but mine are all sort of topical, you know. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm a massive fan of Milton Jones. Mm. I think he's uh, brilliant. And um, Tim Vine, I, I really like Tim Vine. Yeah, Harry Hill, really like Harry Hill. I think that one of the best things about modern comedy is that there's room for every 
sort mm. of strand. And and I don't like people that are sort of um, too doctrinaire about it and say, oh, I only like this comedy, uh, or comedy should be this yeah. and nothing else. Well, I just think life's too short. Well, so that's like what you're saying about Les Dawson, because sort of like, he got categorised in that yeah. kind of era. And there's, there's well, he was he was one of the people that got thrown out with the bathwater, in a way, when, when the alternative, you know, the alternative comedy wars, as they were. <laughs> we signed the armistice in about 1985, you know. And, um, but, you know, I mean, but there were a lot of god-awful, horrible comics as well. You know, the Philly-shirted... Um, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not... Take my wife. You know, oh, I'm not being serious. Take her. Go on, take her out. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. And uh, although he came from that circuit, he had something else that was that transcended that, you know. Mm. But um, have, have you managed to keep on top of things yourself and sort of progress and evolve through those times? I mean, not through the 70s, obviously, but... Um, I think I have. I mean, I, I've always had the sort of political dimension, but... Um, you know, you go through ebbs and flows, and if you if you're in it for a long time, I mean, I think Seinfeld was right that um, comedians uh, age in the business corresponds to what age you are as a as a person. I don't think I've ever oh, heard right. that theory. So he said that you know, you, if you've been doing eighteen years, you still you know you yeah. still got a lot to learn. Twenty five years, you know, that you, you're eager. <laughs> Forty years, now you're talking. You know, that, and I think there's something to be said for that. Uh, you were doing a show then at the Laughter House on the fourteenth, which is a one man show, which yep. is a bit of a you normally do spots there, don't you? I do. I normally do twenty minutes. Just be an hour. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll get the chance to sort of um, do uh, longer bits. Um, I mean, it'll still be quite topical. I'll, I'll be doing um, I'll be doing a royal wedding song, uh, which will be entitled "The Greatest um, Love Story in the History of the World Ever, Ever, Ever." Brackets if you read the Daily Mail. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm. Um, thankfully, I'm going to be in Scotland when the royal wedding is on because I couldn't bear it. Are you doing Edinburgh this year? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely oh. doing the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah, and that's another that's another story, <laughs> uh, uh, and that's we'll going to be about my uh, life in comedy called Laugh at First Sight, and it's going to be about um, all the um, the changes in comedy that I've seen. But also about my personal life as well. You know. So that, that's the Edinburgh gig. The, yeah, the one in Liverpool. Ah, uh, there's one. One of the slaughterhouses on the um, 14th, isn't it? Thursday, the 14th of April. Yeah. And um, I will be doing loads of I'm, I'm doing all the good stuff. All the good stuff. Things about ur- urban foxes. I've got a great um, sort of like funky Curtis Mayfield tribute to the urban fox. Oh, fantastic! Uh, so you'll also be doing some stuff in the Liverpool Comedy Festival this year, I gather. I will. Yes. Um, um, is that a diff- that's a different show again? It's from- a brand new show. I mean, I've made a point of um every single year um for the past eight years i've written a brand new um show for the liverpool festival um i I did have um, a show about the history of liverpool which coincided with the 2008 thing i had um it was called from adolf to the zootons and it was a guide to the history of liverpool and i try and make it liverpool specific you know because it's liverpool comedy festival and uh, last year i did everybody from george melly to billy fury and um, it went it went very well, and so this year the new one I've got is called "I Was the Fifth Beetle." I remain quite fascinated, like I think a lot of Liverpool people, not not in a sentimental way. I, I find it fascinating the story of the Beatles mm. as people, and especially the sort of later period, sixty eight, sixty nine, where they were at each other's throats. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's really on a human level. It's it, it's a really sad story the way the way that they were so close and then they they ended and you know they didn't really yeah. talk to each other that that much in later years did it but there's a, there's the, the, I mean in, in the show I'll be talking about loads of stuff like, like psychedelia and um, the drugs that they were on because every sort of um, period of the Beatles music is um, soundtracked by a drug all right you know 
So, you know, so they're in Hamburg, they were on amphetamines, you know, then later on they got onto dope and then it was acid. Yeah, and then, and then it was Sergeant heroin. Peppers, was that yeah, Sergeant kind of... Pepper was acid, yeah, and, uh, you know, and uh, the, I've got a. I did actually do a song called I Was the Fifth Beat. That's going to be like the theme tune of the yeah. the song, you know, uh, I Was There. And, do, you, do you transport very well your, your style? Well, of I try. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any, uh, you know, uh, uh, well, lower stuffed. That's the only place of. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've died everywhere. Like like most people, I've I've, I've left an imprint of uh, <laughs> death and doom everywhere. But Lowestoft was uh, possibly one of my worst ever gigs. Yeah. And your high point. So finish off your high point. Uh, is there what's, what's your um, favourite gig that you've done? Obviously Liverpool. Somewhere. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, the, one of one of the high points was in um, 2002. I did the Liverpool um, Best of the Fest, and um, it was the first time that I, I'd, I'd done it. And uh, my dad. Um, I'd, I'd never really seen me before, mm. and they came out and they did, and I did ten minutes, and it went absolutely brilliantly. And uh, that's probably one of the best points of my life, you know, because he was a bit taken aback. He'd never seen me really perform properly before. And at that you know. point, he was proud. And yeah, yeah, really. He sort of, um, yeah, he was. He, uh, I think he was like most dads of a, of a certain generation. He, he wasn't given to praise, you know. Yeah, uh, it was quite good though. That's about <laughs> that's that's about all you get out and of it. A firm it, you know. handshake. Yeah. And... <laughs> all right. Yeah. Okay. I'll get this round. I'll get this. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met him? <laughs> so, so just to, just to recap, um, you'll be doing the 14th at the Laughter House. That's called uh, Steve Gribben Live. Steve Gribben Live. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that they called it actually. I mean, Steve Gribben dead. It's, <laughs> it's not. Hasn't got a ring to it, has it? Really. Uh, um, you'll be doing the comedy festival at the end of the month. That's, that's right. It, well, it's at the beginning of May, um, and that is at the Bar Bar. The one on Myrtle uh, Street? Yeah, the one on Myrtle Lake. Street, um, up the stairs. And, that uh, one's and that's called, called I Was the Fifth Beetle. Beetle. And yeah. I'll uh, be doing Edinburgh as well. I will so be doing be, Edinburgh. Um, that will be called? That will be called Laugh at First Sight, and that's uh, at the stand. Um, all the, the way through August. All the way, well, from the 4th to the 28th. Oh, my God. You are going to be a busy man. That is a long... You're <laughs> <laughs> so busy, we're going to have to let you go. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming in. Thanks for talking to us. Thank you. Thanks for and having us. I'll have you back on again. Maybe we'll be a guitar next time. Yeah, definitely. Thanks a lot, Steve. So that was the awesome Steve Gribbon there. Uh, find out more at stevegribbon.com and check out his dates on chortle.com. And don't forget, his date's coming up very shortly. Uh, the Laughter House on Thursday the 14th of April. Uh, it'll be performing at Liverpool Comedy Festival at the Bar Bar Myrtle Street and that's on Saturday the 7th of May. And he's also uh, up to Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Comedy Festival for an entire run in August at The Stand. Uh, so make sure you get up there and see him at one of those. So that's it for the fortnight from the Comedy Quota and we'll be seeing you on the 14th of April where we'll be going weekly as the Liverpool Comedy Festival hits the town and we'll be doing some news, some features and uh, some interviews with people who are performing in the shows that are on. So join us then. 